Okay, welcome to another edition of Weekend Plans. Uh, once again, I'm joined by Jackson. Um, hello. Hello, how are you? Uh, Zach, I got bad news. Oh, no. I, I just found out that there's a crazy genetic disease in my family, and upon learning of it, <laughs> I'm instantly symptomatic and terminal. <laughs> I'm turning into some sort of a green monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. It makes no sense. Why did they do that to Harry and Norman? Uh, okay, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's not amazing. It's there. It exists. And it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts real bad. It takes a great potential Spider-Man and just tanks it real hard. Real hard. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, positive things to say about this movie. I don't either. My I took notes. Uh, my first note is it actually starts off decently strong. Uh, it's, you know, more Andrew Garfield being Spider-Man. I like his Spider-Man. Yeah, fighting Paul Giamatti Rhino. Well, he was pre-Rhino. It was just right. Paul Giamatti. Ale- Alexei Siskovich or whatever. Yes, whatever. I don't name. like the modern Rhino name. I like in the 60s comics when his name was Alex O'Hearn. Which is an anagram for Rhino. <laughs> Apparently, they thought that was going to be the that would sink the movie, so they didn't want. That to would that. be too silly for this movie. That's right. This is a serious. This is film. a serious movie. Where um, Electro goes to Arkham Asylum from Joel Schumacher's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was some, you know. It it there's some cool things in the beginning, except for the parents plane crash. They keep trying to force this whole like parents were su- super secret scientist spies down our throats, and I that hate it. parent shit tanks this whole series. I hate it's it so wor- much. It's the worst stuff about the first movie too, yep. and it's the worst stuff in this movie. This the opening scene I I do kind of kind of like, but I think mm-hmm. it begins what like the massive issue with this movie is is that the tone is fucking out of control and there's no consistency yeah it's like, everywhere the, the beginning of this movie is a cartoon like giamatti's doing this crazy russian accent yeah it's real crazy <laughs> and it's just like slapsticky stuff with spider-man trying to stop this travel plutonium it, yeah and like that, that totally works you can make yeah. that spider-man movie like yeah. that's totally that's totally fine but like the movie wildly vacillates between that shit and like really melodramatic family stuff with, and then the stuff with like Peter and Gwen. That and then like just mental health issues when we get to Electro. Yeah. <laughs> like it gets real and, dark. And kind of with Peter too. Peter has some real uh, manic depressive episodes in this movie where he's yes. like way up one moment, way down the next moment. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was that one scene where he stops a kid from being bullied and like fixes his little like wind turbine project. That was cute. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's cool. I liked that. That was a fun little take on Spider-Man that he cares yeah, about everybody. Um, uh, and then we get uh, yeah, slapstick humor with the with the plutonium leads into him barely making it to his high school graduation. They should be graduating from college because they're all in their twenties. Yeah, almost their thirties. It's rough. Like I think Andrew Garfield was like twenty-eight in the first Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are they in high school? You just had to change words. You didn't have to change anything else. Instead of, hey, cool seeing you in high school. Hey, how about those college courses? 
It looks crazy. Oh, do you want to talk about Dennis Leary as Ghost Dad? Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad pops <laughs> in randomly whenever he talks to Gwen, I guess, as Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a sequel to Crane Dad in the first movie. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Ghost Dad. <laughs> to help the audience remember that he made a promise to him that he wouldn't get Gwen involved. Yeah, well, we're going to foreshadow the death of Gwen Stacy in this movie. Oh, yeah, her entire speech is foreshadowing it. <laughs> shit's so fucking crazy <laughs> it's a speech written by a teenager who 100% knows they're gonna die <laughs> now someday I'm going to die and I'm probably gonna <laughs> die in a clock tower by getting my back broken so I, you know I, might, I may be th- th- flung from a height by some sort of green goblin <laughs> who knows what the future holds <laughs> it's oh god it's, Perhaps yep. by another supervillain with his own dubstep <laughs> theme music that he plays for himself. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Max. Max so, is... here's the thing. I I don't I I I was really excited when this movie was coming out that they were gonna use Electro because I think Electro is a really cool villain. Not and it's something shocker. No, well, Shocker uses uh, sound waves. Yeah, exactly. To, like, vibrate shit. And <laughs> Electro, Electro uses electricity. They're different characters, Zach. Maybe we should um, the name Shocker. <laughs> I wish they had given Electro his, like, crazy starfish-shaped mask. But, um, <laughs> but I was excited because they, they hadn't really done anything like this in a Spider-Man movie before. Yeah. It's, it's always been like father figures <laughs> turned into monsters um true even in uh even in the last one with the lizard um but i was like okay here we go here's something like really different but it's still like a classic spider-man villain and what they do with him is frustrating that's yeah that's one word for it <laughs> i i struggle to understand like what his powers are what like the limits of his powers are there's one point at the end where he's in that like lightning embossed sex suit they gave him at uh, ravencroft and he like dissipates into electricity and like goes and can go into like the power systems and stuff which is cool but the suit does it with him and when he reintegrates himself the suit is still (laughs) attached to him so i don't understand (laughs) well it's to prevent nudity which the only one that was bold enough to just have a dick flopping around was watchman and they're like yeah don't get yeah. close it doesn't make sense well you can just like if his body's made out of electricity and he's just supposed to be the vague shape of a man based on like his Same own dick. image of himself yeah just don't give him a dick it doesn't matter like sandman oh there you go yeah. so he would just be like, like a blue yeah it would just be like a, bl- a blue vaguely man-shaped thing or give him the suit but the suit like give him the suit for like a scene or something or give him the suit because he can't hold himself together and the suit like helps him stabilize and then when he gets more powerful he doesn't need it yeah literally whatever whatever anything (laughs) yeah yeah they his powers are very uh unexplained and they're very random Mm -hmm. they're just uh he uh yeah they do nothing. He has, he has dubstep powers. That's he does cool. have dubstep powers. He is. Um, 
his character is super interesting. A uh, little sad in the beginning. Uh, it it uh, is interesting. You know what his exact character arc is? Is he has the exact same character arc as Jim Carrey as the Riddler from Batman Forever. Where <laughs> he's obsessed with the main Hero. character and wants to be his best friend and then is upset that they're not best friends, so he has to kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, Spider-Man saves him uh, and says, hey, man, I need you. You're a great guy. He just says positive things, and then he takes that to heart, builds a shrine in his room, and mm-hmm. talks to it every day. So, You know what yeah. I do kind of like in this? It's, like, cheesy but fun, is that it's, um, like, radioactive electric eels that give him his electro powers. <laughs> yeah, they bite the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. On his birthday. And his powers fix his teeth. Did you notice that? His power fixed his teeth, made made that gap go bye bye. It was like a close up of it happening. Yeah, they wanted to hammer that home. That uh, like, look his, at this shit. His teeth Pretty are better, cool, huh? <laughs> Odd. Uh, yeah, he's he's a weird character because it goes from us feeling bad for him to like all of a sudden he's just kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, and his turn is so quick, so, and so quick. immediate that you're just like, wait, what happened? It was like a misunderstanding, and then yeah. like that's it. It's like, all right, it's well, now I hate like he's you. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, uh, and then we get, uh, we get introduced to the Osbournes because they do that well. <laughs> He's got, Norman Osborne has some sort of a inherited disease that just turns you into a monster man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family disease that turns them into goblins and they die. I remember sitting in the theater when that scene came up and just being like, oh, no. <laughs> How could they do Norman like this? Why are they doing this? And like, why would you get Chris Cooper? <laughs> Such a good actor to be like, hey, so you're going to be in this bed for 30 seconds. We're going to put gonna... you in wicked witch makeup. Hey. <laughs> I... It, and you have to tell your son, like, oh, you've got Wicked Witch Cancer, too. And now that you know about it, it's going to happen. I, yeah, I hate it. It makes no, it's so forced. It's, uh, 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 it just feels like they put him in there to have an Osborne. But why are they, I just, whatever. They wanted a goblin in this movie because they wanted to do the death of Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, well, it was dumb. This movie is a. This movie is just an assembly of like, oh, we should put this in too. Yeah, which didn't they? I'm trying to go back to all the casting rumors for this movie because there was a bunch because this was a shit show production wise. Uh huh. They had an MJ cast, right? Shailene Woodley. They shot scenes That's right. with her, and they yes. cut him out of the movie. Yeah, which is fine, whatever. But you didn't. You didn't need to force the death of Gwen Stacy so hard. No. It's Especially because you're going to have to speed line two characters to do it. It's, yeah. Two very a, important characters. It's a mess. Like, it'd be like, it would be like a Batman movie speed lining Joker's death just out of nowhere. Like, he has, like, a 30-second scene where he, like, talks to Harley and then dies. And then we have Harley. And it'd be something like that. Um, yeah, it would let just, me ask... Let me ask you this, because this was a big thing when the movie was coming out. What, how do you feel about this suit, this new Spider-Man suit? It was fine. People, the eyes were a little weird. I, I don't mind the eyes. People fucking love it. There was a lot of stuff when they first released the pictures of the suit that, like, this was the best live-action Spider-Man suit and it was fine. all this stuff. 
I think it's such a come down after the suit from the first movie. That first yeah. Amazing Spider-Man suit, I think, is awesome and like really mm-hmm. dynamic, and the colors really pop. Mm-hmm. And like, I love everything about it. It's controversial, I know. Don't at me. Um, That's not that controversial. And this suit looks like something they would like put on Spider-Man if he was like a Disneyland character. Ah. Uh. There's something about it to me that just feels so generic and. There's no like energy in it. I like the really big eyes. I dig that, <laughs> but eyes are massive. Yeah, I love that. I love big eyes on Spider-Man. Pretty sure I saw either, the cameraman a few times. Either really big or really small eyes on Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> is what I like. Uh, um, but like, it's just like to me emblematic of what the entire movie is. Sort of like, okay, we're we're gonna do the most Spider-Man that ever Spider-Man, and then it just like doesn't work. No. It and they try so hard that you can see in every frame of this movie how they want to set up this like Spider-Man universe. Like they're trying to set up the Sinister Six. They go to that sequel basement at the end where uh, Harry gets his goblin glider and there's like Doc Ock arms and vulture wings. <laughs> Everything you need is at Oscorp. So oh, I got God. I got really bored while I was watching this. That's fair. I did too. And kind of distracted. Uh, and I rewrote it in my head. <laughs> Did you not and have I, Norman Osborn die in the first, like, t- ten minutes of the movie? No, I wouldn't put Norman Osborn in it. But, so this isn't the movie, the Spider-Man movie I would want to make if I was given carte blanche to make my own Spider-Man movie. But given what they wanted to do in this movie, tell me what you think about this. All right. Like, you can have Harry Osborn and his quest to get Spider-Man's magic blood to cure him of whatever his goblin disease is. That's if that's like baked into the DNA of the movie, fine. And you want to so badly set up the sinister six, that you cannot wait. So how about instead of like an electro Edward Nigma origin, like you have Harry coming in, he's like much more a part of the plot. He's like inheriting Oscorp. You don't really know what's going on with Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like coming in. He's trying to figure things out. He wants to get to the bottom of it. What if like Oscorp this whole time has been powered by this mysterious like power source that nobody understands. And Max Dillon has been down there who had like this accident maybe years ago. And Oscorp just kept it secret and has been using him as like a human generator. <laughs> and that's why he's so fucked up and crazy. And then uh, he gets out. Breaks free. And Spider-Man has to deal with that. And then you're left with like, what the fuck else is going on down there in Oscorp? You could have like a bunch of villains that they just like keep in this like sequel basement. <laughs> the basement full of never ending movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already better. That's what I would do. It's already better. It'd, it'd be much fucking like gnarlier. Can you imagine like they've had a man down there for like ten years, like an electricity man that they've just been holding captive to power their building? Yeah, I I don't. Uh, the only thing I still don't get is, I guess I guess if they needed the magic blood, if that's just the that's the no end. You have to do it, whatever. It still mm. should be Norman looking for it. Like, and Harry comes back because he just naturally has done gallivanting around Europe. 
Yeah. And he comes back and he kind of gets thrown into all this because we didn't even have like, there was no time for us to know that Harry and Peter were, I guess, childhood friends, even though Harry is like 20 something like in the story. It's really crazy. And also like they're so sequel obsessed and they were so like set on setting everything up and like one movie leading into another that I find it really weird that they didn't, just put Harry Osborne in the first movie to set up a sequel. I don't, I think the only reason they, I mean, yeah, they could have just had Harry Osborne and not Goblin because the only thing, yeah, they, they could have had Harry Osborne and not Ram, like a Raimi copy. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's why Nolan didn't do Joker. I imagine. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, yeah, Norman Osborne, I think he was, again, this production of both these was a shit show, but I think he had scenes in the first one, Norman Osborne. I think. They talk about Norman Osborn. You don't ever see his face. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess he just had a shit ton of scenes probably in the second one that they cut, and then they just kept his 30-second death scene. Maybe. Why would you get such a good actor and be like... Because you can. Cause I guess. Just, in case you want to bring him back, like in the third one, like, he was never really dead. Is, isn't your mind blown? Stupid. No, it's not. It nothing. It just my time. That's the only thing that's blown is my time. Give it back to Marvel. Cast <laughs> Tom Holland. I was Jamie was talking to me about it. And she goes, she goes. Do you like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man? I'm like, I love Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I'm like, he's, yeah, me too. He's like, he's one of my favorites. He has the good banter. I like the way he moves. I like him as Peter. I liked yeah. him. Um, nothing's his fault. I think he did the best he could with what he was given. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I can't um, wait to see him come back in a Spider-Verse movie with Toby and Tom. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um. where does my notes end with okay, like it's a Green Goblin disease, just a giant sigh, the mm-hmm. forced friendship, and then the movie just falls off the cliff. Just straight falls off the cliff. Can I, ask you, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you remember the scene where Peter has that crazy conspiracy wall? With yes. the tape connected. What does he figure out in that scene? Nothing. I don't fucking know. I don't get it. He, they, I think it was... And why does he have a crazy conspiracy wall? I, <laughs> why, is our, why is our hero... Have a conspiracy wall? Yeah. So much time is wasted with the stupid parents in this movie. So much time. Like, I forgot that there was two villains that come in this movie because we spend so much time trying to hunt down what's wrong with this Three. Parents. We see Rhino at the end, too. He's not a villain. He's just there. A kid almost beat him. <laughs> I hate that fucking rhino suit that they did. Ugh, I fucking it's hate slow, it. Look, it's janky. Either it's do, either do like the really funny, cheesy like rhino from the comic books, or do like a mech like r- a rhino mech. suit. But don't. What? What the fuck? Like, it why? Why sucks. would you design a mech suit that does that? That it's, goes on all fours and has a very specific rhino-shaped head. That doesn't make any sense. It sucks. It's a stupid suit for a stupid movie. <laughs> and then his, and then I don't know if you were like watching Paul Giamatti in that suit, but he's terribly green-screened into the suit. Oh, it's wild. It's bad. It's rough. Like, it's like if Henry Cavill's uh, Justice League mouth was the villain in a movie. <laughs> it was the villain of that movie. <laughs> The only villain I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was bad. Like he's 
in there, but I'm pretty sure like there's actual like that blank space when you don't Photoshop something perfectly. Like yeah. it looks it, like a phone app. Yes. <laughs> it looked like a Snapchat filter. Yes. <laughs> it and was it's a rough. bummer too because Giamatti is really going hard. Like he's not phoning it in. You know no. what I mean? He's this fucking... is, yeah, this is successful. He gets like some sweet superhero money. Yeah, well, and I remember at the time, um, and it might have been bullshit, but he was going on like talk shows going like, oh, when I was a kid, the rhino was my favorite. I'm so fucking excited. I've been trying to get into a Spider-Man movie as the rhino for years. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I was like, Paul. Rhino's fun. I like, I remember Rhino and like, like, like rhino. the video games. He's always a fun villain because he's just, he runs around and runs through things. Did you ever see um, the cartoon, The Spectacular Spider-Man? From like the early aughts. Who's the voice? Uh, I don't know. That wasn't Neil Patrick Harris, no. No, that was the uh, that CG Spider-Man cartoon that was on MTV. <laughs> ah, yes. And it wasn't Drake Bell. That's the no, it's, one. it's like between those two. Yeah. So if you've never seen it, track it down. I okay. think it is the like Batman the animated series for Spider-Man. Oh, like, wow. It's a, it's a perfect Spider-Man cartoon. I, pre- I thought that was the Spider-Man animated series. Like this is better the than the Spider-Man animated series. That's a bold statement. The way they like set and pay th- set things up and pay things off, the okay. way they characterize right. everybody, just the, the storytelling, the structure, it's fantastic. That's the but one they, thing... Oh, sorry. They do really cool things with Peter where they show off his intelligence in ways that's more than just like, oh, he made web shooters. Like, he'll face off against, like, the Rhino, you know what I mean? And he'll, like, get his ass kicked because it's a super strong guy in an indestructible suit. But then you see him, like, realize, like, oh, his, like, he's sweating really hard around his face, like, what's going on? And it's, like, his suit has no permeability, so all his heat is having to escape through his face because it's the only part of his body that's exposed. So he takes him down into the sewer and, like, lets all these steam pipes loose, and he just, like, overheats and passes out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. It's a great cartoon. Because <laughs> that's the one thing with the, uh, I think it's just called the animated series, but the first, the one in the 90s was, it was just kind of like a collective bunch of stories thrown together in episodes. Yeah. I'm, and it's also the same thing with the X-Men cartoon. They would do like these 10 part stories. Where oh, geez, you're a kid, yes. <laughs> you're a kid and you don't watch every week because you can't necessarily. And then like you turn an episode on and they're like, part six. As you remember, I don't remember Aunt anything. May is, Aunt May has been tricked into marrying Doctor Octopus. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I saw like on Twitter somebody put uh, Steve Carell and uh, Doc Ock, and they're like, "Listen, just hear me out." And I'm like, "I don't know if I could see Steve Carell's Doc Ock." It'd be hard for me to see Steve Carell as like any comic book character at this point. I know. I don't. He'd be Uncle Ben. <laughs> he's just getting to that point in his life, and anybody. He's can like be an a, he's like a silver fox now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Back to the notes. It, oh, it. My last note is just Green Goblin. Oof, because he grows into a goblin. His hair. I like his, I like his troll doll hair. Yeah. Yeah, it, his hair turns into a little troll doll. And and then he gets like he puts Bluetooth ears on. Yeah, that's Who's he silly. talking to. Everything about that is silly. It's rough. 
it was rough. And then he puts on the half completed suit and becomes Green Goblin. And that's what yeah, they did. They did there's that. Not a, there's not a lot of <laughs> They did that. I like when Spider-Man's fighting Electro at that uh, crazy power plant and uh, he's playing Itsy Bitsy Spider <laughs> as he like jumps from thing to thing. Yep. That's and, stupid. I yep, like that. Even, he's like, oh, I hate that song. And I'm like, me too, Spider-Man, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it, to show how forced Green Goblin is, I paused the movie to go pee but right before he entered and I'm like, oh, cool. There's 17 minutes left in this movie. That means Green yeah. Goblin has like eight minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why was he cut those eight minutes? You didn't need him. You didn't need to kill Gwen. <laughs> if they didn't kill Gwen, this th- there's like no movie. That's the whole reason they made this movie, it feels like. I don't know. If you like cut that out of it, you'd be like, Where, what's the end? Like, <laughs> I, it, Where are the characters? That, that's, again, or we don't need to know about his parents. I don't care about his spy parents. That was pointless. Nothing his came parent, from that. His, the whole deal with his parents is the biggest miscalculation that any any studio's ever made with a franchise. It's, like, kind of heartbreaking that you just, you picture somebody, like, having that, like, breakthrough moment. They're like, oh, here's the thing about Spider-Man that they didn't cover in those Raimi movies at all. So it's, like, going to be our, it's going to be the thing we hang our hat on. And nobody, nobody bothered to look at the fact that, like, every time they talk about Peter's parents in the comic books and they're like, oh, they worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. or this or that. Nobody gives a fuck. No, nobody cares. (laughs) It's always stupid. We don't care. It so much time like there's the plane scene in the beginning there's that whole scene where he discovers a secret train station the secret subway car with the laboratory in it and the magic tokens and the calculator how much of that could have been cut and then you could have given time to if you if you wanted to have green goblin kill gwen all that time devoted to the stupid parents could have been devoted to goblins Mm -hmm. and it should have been norman i don't know why it wasn't norman end of his life he becomes radical instead of Harry finding out he has a disease and he's dying from it within like a week. Yeah. It would have been much better. I mean, it made more sense for Norman to go off the wall insane. Yeah. And be like, Especially hey. Especially if you had had him more in the first one. Yes. But... it. He had the motive, right? Harry just found out about this stupid disease and because he drinks scotch now at like 11, we're supposed to think <laughs> he's losing his mind. Like, you see, like, he's got those, like, sores opening up on his body and shit. It's, like, super accelerated. And I'm like, but... and then I guess he knows about it. I guess. Once you know about it, <laughs> it's game over. Yeah. It, it's all psychosomatic. Yeah. it. That's how we fix the movie, right? Parents, cut them out. Nobody gives a shit. Move on. Mm-hmm. Keep it a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Wrong Osborne. It should have been Norman. You have yeah. a great actor. He's losing his mind. They finish, yeah. the, you know, they can even put him in the suit early because it heals. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, hey, I have to wear this suit now. It helps me. It's healing me. And really expand the sequel basement idea. That's my number one thing. <laughs> Make the sequel basement a part of the movie and not just yeah. a, a thing at the end. I want to know, like, I would have liked a whole prequel about them developing all the shit that you see in that basement <laughs> where they're like... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna design a Doctor Octopus and 
here's some vulture wings some yeah some vulture wings who else was down there i, I it's just, there's a symbiote down there is there a symbiote yeah uh son of a bitch <laughs> i think i slipped into like shock at that point yeah. like once mystery man with his bowler hat came on i just wanted to see like what the fuck else they were gonna do to like fast track their way to all these villains like the fact that there's just those arms down there and it's just like Doc, Doc Ock's thing was never the arms. The arms were incidental. He was trying, he was trying to do other things. It wasn't yeah, weaponized arms. It's not a good idea. It was just yeah. like, hey, these are cool. That way, I don't have to burn my hands up when I touch things. Although the best, uh, I think the best update ever, anybody ever did of Doc Ock is in that Spider-Man game where he's like, his whole deal is working prosthetics, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the arms come out of that. That's pretty genius. Yeah. Well. Good job, Square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, yep, there's there's Amazing Spider-Man 2. I completely understand why um, it died right after that. Terrible. Awful. Andrew Garfield deserved better. He also deserved to be in college during that movie, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Minor details. Now we, we're corrected, and um, everything's fine with Spider-Man. Thank God. Everything's fine. How do you... <laughs> I just don't understand how it took this many times to like get Spider-Man right. How do you screw up Spider-Man? He's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I would argue they got it right, right out the gate for Sam Raimi. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. But uh, I think in this these movies, they just like psyched themselves out. They were so worried about doing it differently that they didn't worry about doing it good. <laughs> they wanted to do it differently, and they wanted to build up sequels for the rest of their life. So. Yeah, they're like, we got to get to the Sinister Six. We have three movies to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to. Nope. No rush to get to Sinister Six. That's They've a lot got of screen like time. WB syndrome. Yeah. Like, we just got we just gotta get there. Give us Justice League. Well, we haven't introduced any of the characters yet. Doesn't matter. Do it. How about uh Lex Luthor has a flash drive? <laughs> <laughs> He's attracting all these people. <sighs> he gave them names and logos too. <laughs> We could give them logos. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about that, huh? Uh, <laughs> Which makes me th- like, I like to think that he was up late on Adobe, like Photoshop, and he's like, oh, this would be a cool lightning bolt to give this fast guy. <laughs> he's a frustrated graphic designer. <laughs> well, I'm not looking forward to watching that movie again. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have to, don't you? Yeah. Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. But I got to get through all Nolan first, so that's that'll help <laughs> that will help we just yeah. watched uh this is gonna ta- dip into spoilers for uh muggle problems or gothmite problems whatever you guys are calling it uh-huh. uh mask of the phantasm i forgot how good it was yeah i watched it yesterday too it's a fucking great movie it's so good oh it's so good okay well that's a different different podcast although i did tell her i kind of watch i want to watch sub-zero now yeah, Sub-Zero is fun. It's definitely not the, of the same quality. No, no, but it's fun. And yeah. I remember it from my childhood, so it gives me all that fun, nostalgia feeling. Yeah. I was briefly, and Batgirl's in it. And Batgirl's in it. And then I was briefly telling her, I'm like, you get to... They do Mr. Freeze well, and the fact that Mr. Freeze is a really sad villain. Cause like, I th- yeah, I think the animated series in general is the best interpretation of Mr. Freeze. Like, better than the comic books, better than... It- anything in live action yet oh yeah of course finger fingers crossed um yeah i told her i'm like he's he's kind of a villain that started out of necessity 
He's like trying to save yeah. his wife. He's like, well, mm-hmm. screw it. All the best villains. Yeah. And so that's why I think even Batman has like a soft spot for him. Like he doesn't, I feel like he doesn't go as hard on Mr. Freeze because it's like, yeah, I get it. What? That's what I love about Batman with like a lot of his uh, villains where he's like, he's always trying to help them at least a little bit, like with Harvey Dent or. Mm-hmm. Like he gets where they're all coming from because. Yeah. Look, that's why he the- won't kill them. Yeah, and that's what Mask of the Phantasm shows really, really fucking well is that he also has his own problems. Yeah. Like when he's arguing with his parents' grave. Yeah. If like, let me stop, let me not do this. And I'm like, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's broken too. <laughs> so. Well, it's so, yeah. Well, it's so good because you, you get to see the humanistic side of Batman and like understand that being Batman is a sacrifice in itself. And I, yeah. I think that's great. And I got to I got to watch Mark Hamill go off as Joker again, which made me really happy. Mark Hamill's the best Joker. Oh, he's so good. Fight me. He's so good. <laughs> Except this movie, uh, I keep forgetting this movie. Low key gives Joker an origin story. A little bit, yeah. Well, they like all of the animated series is like at least tinged toward the Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like seeing him that he was like this mobster, like it it sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they confirm it. They also have like the same like setting almost too, same like vehicles and like. Time. Yeah, and the the same like timeless weird aesthetic where you're like maybe it's modern day, but also maybe the forties. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's like yeah, is this the forties? Wait, that's a phone car. Shit. Yeah, so good. Uh, okay, so we can we can transition smoothly to the last dance. Zach, I would like to extend an invitation to you. It's time to slam. Welcome to the jam. <laughs> it's such a bop. That movie, <laughs> that song, I mean, got me fucking amped as a youth. Oh, yeah. Oh, The man. opening credits for Space Jam is among my favorite opening credits in cinema history. <laughs> I will run through a brick wall. <laughs> it's just a fucking montage of Michael Jordan flying to the air. <laughs> <laughs> to that song. <laughs> That too, uh, perhaps the most '90s song ever recorded. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's, whew. yeah, it gets you amped. You're like, I can go play basketball now. You can't. Yeah, make makes you want to punch Steve Kerr in the eye. <laughs> oh man, those are <laughs> yes. These were the these were the episodes I couldn't wait for because mm. I love that Steve Kerr story. Yeah. Um. But episode seven is his first retirement. Uh, kind of a, kind of a heavy, heavy episode. Yeah, it, was, it was a hard one for me to get through. Yeah, I don't, to be quite honest, I don't blame um, you one bit. It yeah. uh, talks a lot about what happened to his dad. Um, yeah, and honestly, like how fucked up the media was on that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's real. It's really shitty. <laughs> it was like okay, <laughs> like his dad was just. Not only did his dad die, his dad was murdered, and then his body found floating in a river like a week later, two weeks yeah, later. Yeah, it's really horrible. Like, like not awful. Easy. Yeah, and it's like immediately, it's like, oh man, he was knocked off because of Jordan's gambling problems. And it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, like, like take it fucking easy. <laughs> God. Um, but so then he he retires, um, and then he goes to baseball. So we get. Uh, we get the look at his baseball career, um, but yeah. I, I advise anybody to 
uh, while you're waiting for the next episode, go watch Jordan Rides the Bus. It's a 30 for 30 about baseball and him. Yeah. Uh, covers it. Which apparently he was better at baseball than uh, I had been led to believe, and he maybe could have gone to uh, the pros. But Yeah. Once he, uh, once he picked up on breaking <laughs> balls, that was it. Yeah. So um, – we get, uh, you know, it kind of shows that he wasn't terrible at it. He was picking up, and then just the strike happened. And so, yeah. so he's like, "Fuck this shit, coming back." I'm gonna go be a god again. Yes. Which then we, uh, yeah, this was a fun one. Uh, kind of shows like Scotty Pippen's like, "Hey, I can do this too." Uh, talked yeah. about the Bulls were more of a passing team. Find the open shooter, um, which was Triangle, interesting. baby. <laughs> oh God, it's dead now. But it was a cool idea back then. <laughs> Um, but it, it's interesting, like from a sports point of view, cause like Steve Kerr was on that team. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, as a Warriors fan, I watched, I watched a lot of Warriors basketball and you can actually see that Steve Kerr took a lot of influence from that Jordan list team where mm. pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Everybody should touch it, find the open shooter, not just a person. And so. Yes it's kind of interesting to see how much I think he took from that team itself. Um, kind of gets Phil Jackson gets to show off his coaching abilities too. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a fun one to look at the team without him. Yeah. Phil Jackson is such an oddly shaped human being. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's, He's like massively tall mm-hmm. and thin, but also like broad shoulders, but, those broad shoulders are the boniest shoulders. <laughs> he makes sense why he was a great or a good basketball player, I guess. He looks like Skeletor. <laughs> Imagine those bony shoulders, you know, Somehow bumping into you. Muscular and skeletal at the same time. <laughs> um, like somebody stretched out Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Very interesting guy. I love Phil Jackson just based huh. on this documentary. He's a fucking maniac. It's the best. Oh yeah, he goes to the Lakers and just basically does the same thing. And then just don't follow his career to when he becomes the president of the Knicks. It's real sad. President of the Knicks? He became president of the Knicks for a hot minute, and it was real bad. What it does went, the president do? He was like in charge of everything. Is that uh, like the GM? He was in charge. I think he was like. I'm also GM, but I'm also in charge of the guy that is the GM. I'm in charge of the coach. I'm in charge of everybody. Interesting. And so he basically had like, he basically had the powers of the owner without being the owner. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you it, think that's like a Peter principle situation? Oh, have you, are you aware of the Peter principle? Maybe probably once you start saying it, I'll remember it, but please. So the, me. the idea, the idea that somebody will get promoted to a position that's like one above what they're actually capable of doing. Oh yeah. No, he, he shouldn't even have been like in charge of anything. Yeah. He, that's why, uh, that's why I make the joke. The triangle doesn't work. He, he came into the Knicks and he's like, Hey, we're going to do the triangle. And then the Knicks fucking sucked <laughs> because mm. everybody's like, Oh, this triangle system. You mean the thing that we watched our favorite player ever do for about two decades. Cool. Let's destroy it. <laughs> So, like, I mean, it worked at one time, but when you became such an influence of team, everybody watched you, grew up with you, learned from you, and like, oh, well, this is just the triangle. Here's how you beat it. And then they did. Yeah, yeah everybody uh, falls out of their grace period at <laughs> one point. Exactly. And there was some, like, bad – he'd be at, like, games and, like, practices, and he's just passed out in the stands. And I'm like, oof. 
<laughs> not a, not a subtle way to end for poor Phil Jackson. Anyways, oh, Phil. I know. Uh, and then we get a little bit of we get to see Pippin quitting on the team. Yeah, that sucked. That was bad. That was not a good look. Poor uh, Scotty. I know. He just flat out quit on the team. They still won the game. Yeah. But, you know, damage was done. At least he knew he fucked up. Um, yeah. But said good. he would make the same choice again. <laughs> Rough. So. Didn't learn a lesson. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Uh, and then we get episode eight, which is Jordan unretiring. Uh-huh. 45 for a minute. 45 for a minute until somebody said 45 is not 23 and then Jordan proceeded to murder that man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, uh, he does the 37 and one half. Who's the guy where they're talking about playing that game where uh, Michael told everybody that he told him like, good game, Mike. Bradford and then Smith, he, I think. Yeah, and then he, or LeBradford, I Le think Bradford. is his name. Yeah. yeah. Bradford Smith, I think was the guy's name. And then Michael just pulled his fucking pants down the next fucking <laughs> <laughs> He just needed – I appreciate that. He just, like, him. makes things up to uh, – yeah. No, yeah. I love that about him. That's, like, my hot take on this whole series of episodes is, like, they kind of frame him as an asshole and just, oh. like, his insane competitive streak. Uh, without a doubt. But, but I, I love that and respect that. Like any, the uh, the idea that he's just so laser focused on winning, like it doesn't fucking matter if he hurts your feelings. It doesn't matter. He's like everybody around me, get on my level or get the fuck out of here. Oh yes, and that gets touched on heavily in these two episodes. And I I think that's cool. I like that. I like anytime like a the just the idea of a person that like through sheer force of will forces something greater than themselves. It's probably why I like Batman so much. It's the same thing. Same shit. Yep. Michael Jordan and Batman are the same thing. Michael Jordan is the Batman of basketball. (laughs) Hot take. Here it is. (laughs) It's, it's kind of true. It's the same. Like I will, you know, it's not going to be easy if you're on my team, but we're going to, we're always going to come out on top and it's, we're going to be great. You're not going to be able to coast. You can't just be like, well, I'm on a team with Michael Jordan, so I'm on a winning team, and I don't have to do anything. Exactly. He's like, no. It's, it's, we find that, that shit out won't. with... Yeah. yeah, exactly. We find that out with Scott Burrell in episode seven, <laughs> where he just continues to berate him every time, but Scott Burrell just keeps coming to practice happy and cheerful. Yeah. Come on, Scott Burrell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm playing basketball. It's great. It's just yeah. a happy guy. Um, Good for him. But uh, then we get, yep, so he unretires in episode eight, number 45, and he changes back to 23. Um, they talk about how he wasn't in basketball shape, but was still really good. And then we get Space Jam. Yeah, they really gloss over his experience with uh, the Toon Squad and the Monstars, which I think is what really got him back into basketball shape. But <laughs> they show that wild like behind the scenes where he's at the he's on the green screen and like he's just all the guys in the green screen costumes just run up to him and like are all around him. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Okay, I, it was weird to watch for me. I guess not as weird for you, uh, but. You know. it, un- it it makes it understandable how like uncomfortable he seems throughout most of that movie. I would be. Although, 
the live action stuff in Space Jam, I submit that Michael's not a bad actor. <laughs> like, no, he's great. When he's, he's acting fine, with whatever. other people, like he's totally cool. Like he's totally fine. Yep, it's when he gets Every- to the animated stuff is hard. <laughs> yeah, everybody gives a LeBron like like such amazing credit. They're like, oh, he could be a real actor. He's really great. I think uh, Michael Jordan could have been in other movies <laughs> after Space Jam. Without a doubt. Le- it- I forget what that there was a rom com LeBron was in with Bill Hader. Oh, Wasn't the one with Amy Schumer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, LeBron was pretty good in that. Yeah. Well I just mean, you know. I think Jordan could have done something similar. Yeah, he could have. People cast a lot of shade on Mike, but it's uh It's not bad. He's in a lot of scenes with cartoons. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what threw me off was I was like I never I understood how they film Space Jam. I just don't think I've ever actually seen them filming Space Jam. And I'm yeah. like that looks uncomfortable. Just a bunch of well, dudes be, around you in green. Be honest. Until that moment, you thought Bugs Bunny was real. You caught me. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering where he's been, <laughs> but you caught me. Um, we do get the story of the Jordan Dome. And yeah, they had to build him a full-on. They built him a full-court basketball with a full gym inside. Yes, and he apparently had some of the coolest fucking private pickup games ever. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've also I've heard elsewhere they didn't really cover it in this documentary, but just like people who were there on the Warner Brothers set would would come by and he would play one-on-one. <laughs> I believe it. With people that weren't basketball players, and he would not go easy on them because he was training. <laughs> would you be kind of a cool story? Imagine like saying, "Hey, I went to work today, and I got completely destroyed by Mike on the by court. Michael Jordan." <laughs> like, yeah, Michael Jordan owned me, but it was. But fun. what else? Like they were saying that uh, they were filming Batman and Robin at the time, and George Clooney played a game with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stories. I want a thirty for thirty on Space Jam. Give me that. Fuck yeah! Give me like a full. All about Lola Bunny. <laughs> that was the first time as a child I was introduced to sexual innuendos, and I didn't understand a single one. That character is so lame. She turns, uh, she turns Bugs Bunny stiff as a board. And you could really, uh, really see them patting themselves on the back when they're like, "Oh, but she's really good at basketball, and she doesn't like to be called doll." So call her doll feminism. Yeah. <laughs> God, so many innuendos with that character. My parents had to be so uncomfortable watching that with me. They probably just didn't give a shit. They're like, whatever. <laughs> That's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> whatever, keeps, whatever keeps them quiet. <laughs> um, let's see. We, I saw that movie in the theater with my dad and my brother. Space Jam? Yeah. I think I... S- I don't know where I saw it. I might actually just... How did I see it? I think I just saw it at home. Yeah. Oh, I won it. As a child, I won it at some some store was holding like a free throw contest and I won it. Oh, really? You won a free throw contest? Heck yeah, man. I used to be uh, pretty good at basketball. Look at you. I know. And then my vision failed me. Uh, so and you stopped going. growing. That too. Yeah. You're not a short man, but you're not a freakishly tall man. I am a midget in basketball. <laughs> There's you taller two- than Muggsy Bogues? That's true. I was just going to say Muggsy Bogues and then there's another one that was like oh, I, the not not Pistons Isaiah Thomas. There's another Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. 
There's another Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he was named after Isaiah Thomas. And then coincidentally was good at basketball. Um, oh, wow. That's lucky. Can you imagine if you were named Isaiah Thomas and you were bad at basketball? <laughs> I imagine that's what his parents probably thought was going to happen. They just liked Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, he's like 5'9", but he's mm. like he was pretty good. And then he, his is a sad story. He was on the Celtics. Best on a few teams. One of the Celtics was just having like a year of all years. Uh-huh. His sister died in a car crash before the first game of their playoffs. Rough. Yeah, he went and played the game. He just went off, had like a career night. He got hurt several times, but he played through the injury. And then because he played through the injury, the team didn't give him a new contract. Oh, shit. Yeah, they screwed him hard. Um, He was like, he was having like an MVP year, so he was going to get paid. And basically because he chose to play through the injury screwed himself out of like a fat hundred million dollar contract rough yeah real hard sports world is kind of cutthroat <laughs> mm. so anywho um we come out of space jam we uh we then get into the steve kerr fight yeah so that's interesting <laughs> uh <laughs> basically just picks on steve kerr in practice and then I think he like what, he shoves him or something, and then Steve he, Kerr shoves him. No, because it goes Steve Kerr. Because I know Steve Kerr punches him in the chest, which then yeah. Mike punches him in the face. Yeah, and Phil Jackson's like, "Go to your room." <laughs> <laughs> Loving the interview, he's just like, and then you know, and then Phil threw me out of practice. <laughs> it's like, well, good as he should. <laughs> yeah. And then, but I like how they're, you know, Steve Kerr was even like, you know, it's probably the best thing that happened for a relationship. Yeah, they've got a very healthy attitude about it, both of them. He's like, you know, it was, we went at each other, but at the same time, I showed I wasn't going to back down. And I gained his respect and we talked about yeah. it after and we're yeah. closer. Oh, wonder if they still talk. I wonder that too, actually. Um, and then it, leads to the Bulls having what was the best season ever. It's now the second best season ever. Oh, wow. Which is ironic because the best season ever is held by the Warriors that Steve Kerr coached. Oh. So Steve Kerr is responsible for two of the best seasons ever. That's kind of beautiful. Right? Yeah. That's a fun fact for you. Let me ask you something about all the the present day interviews with Michael. Mm. His eyes are so Yellow. wet and so bloodshot at all times. What's going on? <laughs> he constantly looks like he got back from like a Vegas bender. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's just every night for him. I, I mean, you know, he owns uh, a tequila company, but like the bottle of tequila from Everybody that company. Everybody owns a tequila company now. What the fuck? It's true. What's uh, the story Reynolds. with that? I don't know. Ryan Reynolds owns a gin company, and then yeah. The Rock, the Rock a, makes tequila. We had some of The Rock's tequila. I know. We sell it at work. That's right. That's right. It's good. It's actually not bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's tequila. Uh, it's tequila. <laughs> um, I was going to say I was gonna say something. Shoot. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with his eyes, but mm. I don't know. There's oh, a story yes. there. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. The bottle of tequila, Michael Jordan's bottle of tequila, is $1,200. Really? It, yeah, and he's drinking that tequila in these interviews. So he's What's drinking, it called? I don't I have to Google. 
something 23. I don't think so, actually. It's very, yeah. like, you wouldn't know. Did you know Michael Jordan had his own cologne in the in the mid-90s? I believe that. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> Sincoro. It's called Sincoro. Oh, interesting. There was also a McDonald's meal called the McJordan. I also believe that. Yeah, and it's basically just a quarter pounder, but with barbecue sauce and bacon on it. Interesting. Yeah, which is delicious. They could still... <laughs> Screw the McRib. Bring back the McJordan. Yeah. Do it, you cowards. cowards. <laughs> uh, yes, it is uh, his tequila he owns with um, some... He co-owns with some of the owners of the NBA. Oh, interesting. Like Los Angeles Lakers and like the Bucks and him. Bucks. <laughs> I know the Bucks is a good <laughs> owner to have own a partial own tequila with. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then it kind of ends with the Supersonics, which bring back the Supersonics. <laughs> they're gone. Could you imagine that? The it's team doesn't exist. No, they're the Oklahoma City Thunder now. Weird. Very weird. I don't know why you move a team out of. A Seattle market to the middle of the country. Seattle doesn't have a basketball team anymore? Nope. That seems weird. Right? I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> For some I don't the owner of the team was like, screw this very lucrative market. Let's go to the middle of the country where there's barbecue sauce and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. I the the Mariners and the Seahawks are still around, right? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the Mariners just, and the Seahawks. They didn't, and, they didn't just ban sports in Seattle? <laughs> no, and they're doing great. Oh. And it's like, I, the Supersonics, it's like one of the most classic franchises ever. Yeah. Like, it's like the Bulls just leaving Chicago and going to, like, Kansas. I don't know. Kansas City Bulls. <laughs> it works. It, it It's so weird to me. Um, but anyway, so they get the, we have the finals with the supersonics. They talk about how they have the current defensive player of the year. And then the coach decided to not put that guy on Michael Jordan, which is I weird. fucking love the interview with that guy where he's talking about what he did differently that night and, uh, how he did it. <laughs> if he did it sooner, the game or the series might've been different than they played for Mike and he's just fucking cracking up. <laughs> he's like, He's like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, like, he is still so competitive that, like, these old interviews still, like, piss him off. He is not letting anything go. <laughs> like, if he could, he would, like, go and play that man right now. He'd go play Gary Payton right now after hearing that interview. <laughs> <laughs> the glove. <laughs> I got no problem with the glove. <laughs> I'm hoping this whole documentary series ends with him fist fighting Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Whew. There's like real tension there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. These. This. Ugh. This has been a really fun, like, documentary. I'm really happy that. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. it sucks that it ends. It ends someday. I know. I can't believe it's already been five weeks. That's wild. I know. It just flies by. Mm-hmm. Happy they did it. I wonder why they. I think they didn't edit out all the cursing, and that's why it was it wasn't ready. Oh, interesting. It's like it was supposed to be pushed. It was supposed to release in like 
June, I think. June of last year? No, June of this year. Oh. They moved it up early. Yeah. Well, they, they knew we needed entertainment. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why. In these trying times. Like some curse words are like beeped out and then some aren't. I know. So I think it's uh, I think it's just that's what they were still editing, was just the cursing. And there's so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much cursing that they were like, oh, man, uh, screw it. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all my notes, though. That's the recap right there. Nice. I don't know. I, I'm, in, I'm interested to see how you're coming. It's interesting to see your point of views because, like, you're not a sports fan. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of fun just, to... Yeah, it's just all from a pop culture perspective for me. Which is true. Yeah, and just Michael Jordan is like this mythological figure. <laughs> Which is great, because it's... Nothing's like, I feel like, oh man, it's going to take away some of that, and it doesn't. No. If anything, it's even better. <laughs> it really is. Like, to see how many people he pissed off yeah, and I'm really on his side in a lot of this. Like, fuck you, let him go to Atlantic City. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Oh, man, and then we I didn't even talk about this, but oh, my God, when he's... I think it's the first finals he wins post his dad passing, like, on Father's Day. And I've seen that... I've Space Jam has it in the credits of him holding the basketball and, like, rolling and around just weeping yeah never heard the audio that was wild like those were sobs like i was not expecting that yeah no yeah. me neither and like i was like oh my god those were like deep exhausting sobs like you're finally kind of just letting go yeah and yeah. i was like fuck dude <laughs> he probably slept so well that night <laughs> yeah no, it's crazy. The like uh, physical and mental and emotional strain he puts on himself must be so fucking crazy. Yeah, like, and he holds it in like all year. Like, yeah, yeah that because that, that that was like a pain he had to be feeling like all all year because it was his first season without his dad. Like, yeah, and then he finally just gets to man. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about that Space Jam intro, and I forgot it's it's even in there. And it's like, oh, that's watching it. Then you're like, oh, that's cool. Like he was so happy there. He's like crying. He's happy. And now it's like, oh no, it was much darker. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's so intense. But um, and it, from moving on to something not as intense, mm -hmm. into our rare uh, dabbles of video games, um, Ghost of Toshima released yeah. some details. So where are you feeling on that? Uh, I, I, I was vaguely interested in it before, but after seeing the video, I think it's like right up my <laughs> alley. It's exactly what I'm looking for, just with the fight mechanics and the exploration and all that stuff. I'm really, really excited about it. It looks like every Japanese samurai, like Western. Yep. Yeah. Like, I love how you can actually just do like classic battles where like they just kind of are walking at each other and then you draw the samurai sword after a dash and like one person is like holding their side and the blood shoots out, flick the blood off the sword. It's just cheesy and it's great. 
I love it. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> and then they have the mode where it's just all in black and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, the the details and like the graphics in that game, like yeah. kind of blow my mind. It's going to be great. It's going to be my follow-up to Red Dead 2, which I'm kind of like midway through right now. Oh. Oh, how are you liking that? I'm really enjoying it. I just found um, clues to a vampire in St. Denis. So. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty excited about it. Oh, that game is so good. I wasn't ready for that game. No, when I I bought it when it was brand new, and I played it for like an hour, and I like could not get into it. And I just oh, I, started playing it again a few weeks ago. And it caught you. Yeah, it finally got me. Got the wave. It it caught me. I loved the first one, so I knew I was gonna love this one. Yeah, and, I was really excited for this one. Yeah, and it it caught me like day one. I oh my god, like even my buddy oh Mark, um. Uh, he was like, yeah, the beginning's a little rough. You're kind of in like the snowy mountain, but once you get down, it opens up. And I yeah. like even loved the snowy mountain part. Like, yeah, I think when I first started playing it, like all this shit where they're telling you about how you have to eat, how your horse has to eat and all that stuff. I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> And now it's like one of my favorite parts of the game. And it seems like silly when I'm doing it, but I'm like, oh, it's been a while since I brushed and fed my horse. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like, it forces you to build a connection with your horse. And then, like, Mm -hmm. I luckily never lost a horse. I kept my same horsey through the whole game. I've got a few horsies. Uh, I might have bought a better horsey. My newest one is a black Arabian that I named Diablo. It's exotic. Yeah, it's very cool. And my um, other por- horses are named Patrick and Rediger. <laughs> <laughs> like Patrick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I let me rephrase that. I did buy new horses, but I never lost one. He never died. I never a horse never died on me. Good. So, but I've had gotta I've heard some people prote- having to do it. Got to protect your horse. Exactly. At um, all costs. God, yeah, the game is so good. Do you do the hunting? Do you do like the exotic? The legendary animals. I yeah, sure do. Yeah, I'm waiting to get to uh, chapter six so I can hunt the alligator. Perfect. It's yeah, yeah the alligators. Oh, they fucking suck. That's why I almost uh, thought I was going to lose a horse was to an alligator. Oh, I hate fucking going to the swamp because mm-hmm. of not only the alligators but the snakes. Yep, they suck, dude. They're the worst. I went. I was. Uh, I was doing something else, and I used that, like you know, the hunting vision. Yes. And I looked at the water and there was just like things zipping back and forth. I was like, what the fuck? And then I like zoomed in. It was like water moccasins. And I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not like snakes, Zach. Oh, then yeah. No, there's some rough ones in there then. It's an, an Indiana Jones-esque characteristic of mine. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, you have to. Yeah, there's snakes down there. I simply don't care for them. The alligators don't bother me as much because I can spot them and I can one-hit kill them because I've mm-hmm. got some powerful-ass rifles. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, the South is South has a lot of fucked-up parts in that game. Yeah, in the game, too. Oh. Well, much like real life, there's some fucked-up things in the South. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, did I, I don't know if I told you about this, but I was riding through and I found a clan meeting. Yes. Just, like, in the woods? Yeah, yeah, I ran into that. Yeah. If you... 
I listened to them for a little bit, and then I threw a stick of dynamite into the middle of it. <laughs> and then you, I went through and I shot the stragglers and blew up their big dumb fucking cross. Perfect. Yeah. Um, if you not let it, myself. That's right. Not in this South. We're going to change not this. Not now, not ever. <laughs> if you let them go about their meeting, they accidentally uh-huh. set themselves on fire. Oh, really? That's funny. So Rockstar kills them either way. Okay, that's good. Yeah. When I found other ones like throughout the, the world since then. Oh yeah, next time next next time you find one, just kind of let them go about their meeting. They'll they'll set themselves on fire. They got crushed by their own cross. They were trying to put up. Perfect. The, the okay. one that I found that was pretty good. So they yeah they die either way. <laughs> that's which good. makes me feel better. Yeah, but I it, like to be the one that kills them. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. It, it was just funny to watch and see what happens. Um, can you believe there was? like legitimate backlash at rockstar for like letting you kill the clans meeting yeah i believe that the world's fucked up from like actual racists they're like hey that's a fan yeah i'm like i'm serve your yeah they're like what about freedom of speech <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i that was the funniest thing and then everybody just made fun of them <laughs> yeah good good it's the best part of that game it's just it deserved to be mocked to, that's right different ways to kill the clan yeah did you find did you find the person locked under the uh gun shop yes i did good yeah that's another good one and i was just like what in the actual fuck <laughs> <laughs> well there's also the uh the prostitute that like kills a john and yes. she asked you to dispose of the body throw it in the pigs yeah but i did both I got rid of the body and got money from her, and then I turned her into the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a two-way street. You weren't that innocent. <laughs> That's right. Well, and it turns out she's like a serial killer. Like, she's done it to multiple. Mm-hmm. And she my- goes on this cr- crazy rant where she's like, all men are the same. They deserve to die. <laughs> You're like, oh, whoa. Yes. No, I mm-hmm. think I didn't turn her in, so I let her go. Mm-hmm. And then I, you come across her again. <laughs> Yeah, I turned her in and then I watched her hang. Oh, damn. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> That's Justice and Jackson's West. Frontier Justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you have so much more to go with this game, by the way. I know, I'm only in Chapter 4. Oh. Because I <sighs> keep like going out and just like finding all the weird little details I can. I like oh, space it's such a good sto- game. Yeah, I space the story missions out like a lot. I did that too. I'm just thinking about how much further you have. And even when you think it's over, it's not over. Well, I did hear from your wife that there's a whole like ending that's going to suck where you have to be John Marsden just like building a fence or something. Oh, she's like spoiling shit? I liked that part. <laughs> Don't listen to her anymore. She's spoiling shit. Okay. Jamie, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. <laughs> God, that's rude. I wasn't even going to say that. I just wanted to say when it you think it's over, it's not. Yeah. Well, don't don't. she probably doesn't listen to this. So. No, she doesn't. She's very. She'll never. She'll never know. Um. No, it's worth it. Uh, it's worth to go through that building part. It pays okay. off really well at the end. Don't I trust you. Don't give up. Go all the way till you see credits. Yeah, I always go all the way, Zach. Good. That's what I like about you. Mm-hmm. No half-assing here. That's right. Whole-assing. That's right. Um. Other video game stuff. Have you heard about the alien? Warfare happening in Grand Theft Auto Online? No. So, one of my favorite things about Grand Theft Auto Online is that the community will randomly just do things and it takes mm-hmm. off. So, 
it started with a group of players dressing up as green aliens, like green alien suits, uh-huh. get, all getting in a van, driving up, and just getting out and just beating the shit out of random players with, like, pool sticks and baseball bats. Sweet. And so they just do it to random people. And then, like, another one was <laughs> one of them went and, like, told, like, some random player to get in, like, their van, and the guy did. Didn't listen to any uh, of the normal stories. Don't get into a white van. Anyways, oh, no. drove the, they drove the van out into the middle of, their, middle of, like, the boonies and walked them into a trailer. And inside the trailer was, like, ten guys dressed up as alien suits, and they all jumped them. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> After a few of those got posted online, another group of players bought the purple alien suits and started beating up the green aliens and oh, like no. protecting people. And then that turned into green and purple alien warfare between players. And huh. Rockstar just sat back and watched all this. And then, <laughs> well, this is fun. So they made the suits free and uh-huh. they're like, and they started just advertising for it. Just like, whose side are you on? <laughs> Pick up your free suit today. And now Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto V that came out in like seven years ago is yeah. like one of the top five selling games. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's happening. That's ha- Apparently today, <laughs> the internet has put together, today is supposed to be a giant alien warfare day. So like everybody that plays is supposed to choose a side and then it's just going to be like all day fighting. Oh. That's pretty fun. Video games are wild, man. <laughs> they sure are. They're yeah, the I've best. Never, I don't really fuck with like online communities or anything like that. I just like my, my single player games. <laughs> I know. I know. I did. And Predator is getting Arnold. <laughs> I sent you that link. I saw that. I heard that game is like glitchy as fuck and not great. <laughs> it is not pretty to look at. Um, uh-huh. It is. It looks like a high-end PS3 game, like graphic-wise. Oh. But when you're the predator, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> there, there's also not no other rush as being hunted by a predator. So they do a pretty good job with that. Um, mm-hmm. Both being the predator and being hunted, both are fun. So that, yeah, I I wish they would just like make an update. Remember how good those Alien versus Predator PC games were? Maybe. <laughs> I wish they would just do like an updated version of that. You're a colonial marine in some levels. You're a predator in some levels. You're an alien in some levels. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, being the, a predator. The heyday though, is... of first-person shooters. Oh, the heyday. I uh, being predator in that game was a lot of fun. The bouncing from tree to tree, and yeah. like you get to use your thermal vision, and all the all the sound effects are there. Mm-hmm. Even when it like switches to thermal, it does the weird click and it does the weird like screen noise. Perfect. And uh, you can, it even does like the distant audio. So like you can pick up like when like the voice actors for the characters are saying stuff. Yeah. Um, it's exactly like the movie. And when they're so, talking about being a sexual tyrannosaurus or. Unfortunately, they, no one says that. They don't have time to bleed. It's upsetting because literally none of them say that. All those Shane Black pussy jokes. <laughs> that that character is Shane Black. The writer Shane Black is in Predator. You know that, right? Is he? Yeah, he's the guy who's always telling those jokes. He's like, I was going down to my girlfriend, and I said, "Geez, you've got a big pussy." "Geez, you've got a big pussy," and she said, "Why'd you say that twice?" And I said, "I didn't." 
Fucking hell. <laughs> That's Shane Black. <laughs> it's the guy with the glasses, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, at least he dies. <laughs> and then he came back years later and made the worst Predator movie. <sighs> I haven't watched it yet. Real bad. I was looking There's really it. not another reason to watch any Predator but the first one. I know. But... <laughs> I need to watch the first Predator again. A lot it's a great stuff. movie. There's it's a, a perfect movie. It really is amazing. I'm happy Arnold's mm-hmm. coming back for it. Um, I was going through movies to watch, and I almost started watching Terminator Genesis. Why? Uh, because I thought it was the newest Predator, or newest Terminator. Uh, I get them all well, Why would you want to watch that? <laughs> because I haven't yet to watch it. I just I'm, I want to see it. I'm curious. Oh man. I know. And then I realized which one I was watching. I quickly I quickly abandoned ship. Yeah. Like real quick. It ends with Terminator 2. You got to just abandon anything beyond Terminator 2. I know. That's really like, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. What movie did I watch instead? Oh, I watched The Mummy. Good. I Good started job. The Mummy and then I'm like, this, I forgot how much I love The Mummy. And so then I went and bought the 4K version of The nice. Mummy. Nice. Ooh, it looks so, so good. Really? Oh my God, effect, it looks so how good. How do the effects hold up in 4K? Good. Really? Like, I think I texted you and I'm like, I really like how like his mummy minions move. Yeah, well, those are people in suits. Yeah. Like, the, it, CG, the CG, I don't know. I don't know. He's fighting. And he's fighting them with the sword. That's when they yeah. turn into CG, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it gets a little choppy there. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's not like the rock Scorpion King level. No, nothing's that bad. But it gets a little choppy um, when he's fighting them with the sword. Yeah, well, you know, it was from 1997. Mm-hmm. It holds up really well. I was surprised. Yeah. It looks gorgeous in 4K. I love that movie. Steven Summers had such like a promising early career. It's a bummer what happened to him. <laughs> the Mummy is so... I, I honestly, like, I forgot. I made that post, right? And um, if my buddy... Jordan, if Took's listening, he's going to get a little bit of shit right now, but he commented underneath, he goes, oh, I've never seen the first one, but the second one is really, really not, uh, good. Why would you see the second one if you hadn't seen the first one? I don't know. <laughs> I just told, I just responded and said, this is upsetting, the first one's the best. Yeah, like by far. Yeah, and, and so just go watch, the, he needs to, if Took, if you're listening to this, go watch the first one. It's, it's so good. Like, the mummy is more, he's more grounded in this one, I feel like. He's actually more terrifying. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a horror element, which I appreciate. Yeah, the other one's just an action movie. Like, they kind of just went off the deep end. You know what else Steven Summers did in the 90s was that live-action Jungle Book with Jason Scott Lee. Oh, wait. With, like, the the real animals. and It's pretty cheesy, but I really like it. It's still my favorite Jungle Book. That wasn't... That's not that weird one with Tim Allen, is it? Tim Allen? Jungle. That's jungle to jungle, I think. That's it. (laughs) Deep cut right there. No, this is Jungle Book where Jason Scott Lee plays Mowgli. Okay. And like John Cleese is in it. And there's all like real animals (sighs) that don't talk. That's it. And there's that awesome bit where he goes to like the monkey city and there's this treasure room, but the snake is in there. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know why I was thinking jungle to jungle. I don't know why either. I forgot that that was a movie until right now. I don't now. know why that like <laughs> popped into my head. You just love Tim Allen. It might have been like 
It might have been. Tim Allen was very popular in my in my youth household. Yeah. I, mean, I used to know, love Tim Allen. You had Home Improvement. You had the Santa mm-hmm. Claus. The Santa Claus. Uh, Toy Story. Toy Story. Galaxy Quest. which Galaxy is Quest. The top of the heap for Tim Allen for me. Oh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Fox. Quest. That's a great movie. Oh, it really is. It's so wonderful and cheesy. <laughs> oh, anyways. Uh, yeah, Tim Allen. Interesting man. Got arrested for a bunch of coke. <laughs> Very interesting. And now, he, and now he's so conservative. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Prison changes you, you know. I think money does that to people. <laughs> yeah, that too, actually. But, anyways, yeah. let's see how long we've been going at this. About an hour. That's good. That's a good amount of length. We we. That's what she said. Good enough. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> We covered, uh, we fought our way through Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not amazing. Not amazing. But oh. Spider-Man. So like halfway, halfway there. <laughs> halfway there. I don't, I don't know what our next one should be. Um, we got to think of a, we got to think of another series now to watch. Cause that was fun. Even though it ended with, I mean, do we continue our Spider-Man adventure? It's up to you. You know what I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to watch a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Streets because that's what I'm in the mood for. So oh, you're in for you're in the mood for Nightmare. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Freddy. Freddy and Michael Myers are my guys. What about Jason? Uh, Jason kind of sucks. I think. Oh, there's a hot take. I think Friday the Thirteenth is a bad series. I think there's maybe two good ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Heck best right. one is Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I kind of, uh, I actually kind of agree with that. Like, start I mean, off. Hol- just- yeah, Halloween is a bad series too. Oh, but well, the fir- yeah. the first Halloween is one of my favorite movies. Full stop. The reboot sequel was strong. Yeah, Halloween twenty eighteen is fantastic. It's great. And then we're getting a we're getting the third one of that. They're getting a se- they're doing two sequels that they're filming concurrently, which is nice. And then releasing one year after the other. Hopefully that comes out this October. I'm very excited for it. Hopefully. Yeah. Corona doesn't take another victim. Oh, speaking of, we never, we never talked about, um, Battenson's comments about not working out. Okay. Let's get into this. Nerd internet (laughs) lost their fucking minds for a hot minute. So we're really seeing, and we've been seeing it for a while. The, the, the sad state of the Batman fandom where the Zack Snyder movie came out and Batman was claimed by weird alt-right incels who were like, this This is the best Batman. <laughs> Look how jacked he is. Look at his dope body. I love women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they did Robert Pattinson uh, looks fine. Yep. He is in shape. Yep. He's not going to be Batman with a beer gut. Batman should be, uh, in my view, a little bit more athletic and lithe and mm-hmm. flexible. Mm-hmm. Than There's different the Batman. Batman. That's my Batman. Uh, a more slender, athletic, martial artist Batman. Yeah, I like it too. I'm here for it. What people don't understand what Ben Affleck was going for is the freaking Dark Knight Returns, which is like yeah. this big bulky thing. And here's another hot take that I'm in. 
You know who the best Batman is? Michael Keaton. Not a bodybuilder. No. Not tall. Probably nope. didn't work out at all for that movie. <laughs> and that was something very funny watching Batman Returns. It's very obvious he's not tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very obvious. <laughs> there, was, there was a few scenes there where it was like, oof. Um, yeah. yeah, Pattinson's going to be fine. He's going to be great. He's going to be the best Batman. <laughs> he's going to give an amazing performance. People also but by, like... But by all means, if you if this makes you not want to be a fan of Batman anymore, you're welcome to leave. Yes, please. You're making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I saw one comment where it was just like, see, this is why DC is so bad. They can't even get their actors to work out. And it's like, why? Not- when he also, he makes it very clear that the studio is providing him like a meal plan mm-hmm. and that he has a trainer and he just doesn't love working out while he's locked down in quarantine. I'll also submit that Robert Pattinson says shit all the time just to like annoy people and just to troll everybody. I think there's a little bit of that going on here too. Have you seen that interview where he just makes up a story about watching a clown die at the circus? I believe it. I haven't seen it, but I, he says it to like Matt Lauer, I think. And it's just like a made up story. There's a story. He, uh, so he posted an interview he did about making pasta and then he made it wrong. He's like, ah, screw it. I'm here now. And I just finished it. Yeah. Yeah. He just says shit. Um, it's gonna be fine. And also like if the equipment he got left with, it wasn't like he was going to get fucking six pack from it. It was like a workout ball and like a dumbbell. Yeah. He wasn't left with anything. So like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Also like movies aren't real. So. That also is a fact. And this is going to be a detective-based movie. If you see Batman do something, Robert Pattinson's not doing it. Also you true. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, uh, God, it's... It was a weird, weird time for movie stuff. Yeah, I have, no, next... I have no time or patience for the people that are upset about this. No, we find out the next Mission Impossible is going to go to space. <laughs> Haley Atwell is going to be in the ne- the next few Mission Impossible movies. That's cool. That's cool. Hopefully she likes space. Yeah, we all like space. Tom Cruise is fucking going there. He's going to go to space himself. He is. I know. And he's going to be really upset when he finds out you can't run in space. Oh, he'll find a way. <laughs> he's just, gonna, just running in place. <laughs> From that trailer to Top Gun 2, it looks like he's going to space there as well just gonna live in space yeah yeah he should be the the mayor of mars when we finally colonize mars we'll rename mars to just tom cruise yeah or uh something to do with l ron hubbard (laughs) something weird weird week for movie stuff (laughs) but it's fine yeah i I know i had to bring that up because that's the latest battinson quote to just piss off the nerd internet yeah yeah but it's fine everything's fine Deal with it, you idiots. He's going to be the best Batman. This is going to be the best Batman movie. What if it's not? Like, you're going to be in shambles. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of... I just have a good feeling about it. I do too, actually. I, I do It's too. rare that I'm wrong with things like this. Everything, every reveal has been perfect. That's why I'm yeah. I'm super excited. Like, every, yeah. every reveal. Like, that first even though it was all red lighting, like the score they used when they first revealed the suit was mm-hmm. like perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, I'm, I am very much learning the depth at which like 
the things I'm excited about are like when they revealed the Batmobile and so many people were like, oh, this is trash. And I was like, I, I literally can't identify with you as a human being because this is fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. There we go. Yeah. We're going to end on positivity. Screw the... I don't even know what to call them. The angry dipshits. people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the dipshits on Twitter. People who are wrong and don't understand Batman. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, they're just... They're blinded by muscle. <laughs> so, it's so weird. The... The muscle obsession is so weird. Ever since Captain America held a helicopter and a platform at the same time, it's all it's been, wanted. It's been going on like I think it really started with Tobey Maguire. Oh, as as Spider Man, like he was the first person to like really go through that sort of like transformation to play a, a comic book superhero. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And like ever since then, and then like Hugh Jackman took it to this like extreme where he became like a professional bodybuilder to play Wolverine. Yeah, Jeez. you can chart you can chart like his fitness growth across that franchise, and it's really oh, fucking in, it's fucking insane. Like his the one reason Japan like his abs have abs. Like yeah, well you like he really goes overboard with um, dehydration before he shoots those shirtless scenes. Like he doesn't drink water for like twelve hours before they shoot the scene. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill did the same thing for The Witcher. Yeah. Well, and then you like you take a bite of like chocolate or a donut or something like right before you shoot, and the sugar just like makes all your fucking veins pop out of your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shit Henry Cavill does for The Witcher, I I watch a little behind the scenes, and it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Well, anyways, yeah, it's okay. It's gonna be okay, people. You don't need abs. It's gonna be great. Abs. He's gonna have abs. Like he's gonna have one shirtless scene that he didn't eat a week beforehand. Like, it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be fine. I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, on that note, on that note, we are out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.